The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. As for my commitment, I love this state, the fan base, and the coaches. And I'll be staying home at the University of Tennessee. <laughs> All right, so let's drop out of this. I'm going to tell you a couple of things I like, and how many of these press conferences do you think I've covered, Caleb? Probably more than you care to, and and more than you care to, and let me guess, they always say the exact same thing, right? No, um, actually hundreds, but the, the thing I like about it, he didn't play the hat game. Did anybody notice that? Did anybody notice he didn't yeah, play he didn't the three it. hats out there? It was just very businesslike. Um, listen, you you may or may not be religious, um, but I think that having some sort of faith and some sort of foundation is strong. I happen to be Christian. You 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 may not. That that's up to you. But I do think that that was uh, in, incredibly strong. Uh, and and I commend him for that. He thanked Jesus uh, right before making his announcement and. Um, I'm impressed by the press conference. He didn't play the game of having three hats out there or even back in the day uh, with his puppy and all that stuff. So we, we've seen other prospects do that. Uh, I, I I get a good vibe off that presser, and I think I'm better than most at getting a vibe off of pressers, Caleb. Because that school yeah. wanted to stop everything, and we all know the weather hasn't been great. And this may have been planned for two or three days, but that school was ready to stop everything for a press conference for that young man. Why? Because they are incredibly proud of him. And if he makes that sort of announcement one day, whether or not he's going to return to Tennessee for his senior year or go pro early, Tennessee is going to be incredibly proud of him. Um, I'm I'm absolutely uh, very impressed on a press conference scale. It was nice and tight, too. He didn't stretch it out. Um Press conference scale, that was an 11. Yeah, no, he was just ready to go. He's like, I'm ready to announce. Uh, most of the time, high schools make the show out of this more than the student, which is funny that Brentwood did because for those who don't know, yeah, Brentwood has been a pretty – this is nothing new to Brentwood Academy. 
with five star, four star commitments. Um, those asking earlier, their best player, that's an easy one. It's Derek Barnett and Scott Wells are the two best players to ever come out of Brentwood Academy up until this point. And this if Tennessee is obviously hoping he'll be the next one, but Josh Heupel has his quarterback going forward. And for those who come at me about Nashville recruits, Brentwood's not in Nashville. Okay. In case oh, y'all that, didn't know. That's Nashville enough. I, I, I mean, let's, I don't want to belabor this, but uh, th- there have been a lot of bust out of Nashville. Um, but you and not I not out of Brentwood though. Not okay. So t- so tell me about Brentwood specifically. That still is considered Nashville to me. But yes, anyway. but okay. I, I go Brent. Typically, Brentwood, given its resources and funds, lures the best talent from Nashville to Brentwood. So were the elite players that are. I talk about the ratio of Nashville being low, and it is. That ratio is not going to be that low at Brentwood, though, when they're actually they can handpick the most elite talent in the area and bring them out there, which they do consistently. And so Brentwood is it, it's a you know this, Dave. The private schools that throw the off that throw the money at players, that, that that's not going to be the same low ratio as the public schools, just in the sense that they can pick and choose who they want. So they're going to have a good ratio no matter what, aren't they? And and, and Brentwood is one of those one of those schools. No, they actually the the way they I mean a little history lesson that you'll appreciate the way they hammered Powell in 1991 is part of the reason that there are actually two levels of football in Tennessee Division One and Division Two. II. Division Two II is allowed to offer scholarships. Division One is not, and that was in part because they hammered my high school while I was freezing in the cold in the stands watching. So there we go. Um. Let's not fight on the message board. You should absolutely be celebrating what Tennessee is doing right now because I, I'm I'm telling you, I, I mentioned the Boya thing. That's more of a foundational piece. Uh, I, I'm sorry, Heard is is more of a foundational piece than a one year fix. McIntyre is a long term guy. Josh Heupel is answering the questions about recruiting that you had when he was hired. He managed to band aid them with nil. That's what they did, Caleb. They band-aided it with NIL. And now you're to the point they're winning it, and I've told you this, and I've told you this, and I've told you this. It is absolutely a special culture at Tennessee, and it will bring in players by itself. There might be a player that commits to Tennessee one day that doesn't even meet Josh Heupel, and I'm barely joking about that. He could show up on campus, Sure, there were some defensive players to John Chavis back in the day that didn't really care who the head coach was. They loved John Chavis. This, I'm, I'm telling you, this program is building into that where it recruits itself. Hit like and subscribe if you want the insight that we've been telling you for all this time. Do you think we would continue the ball report with Jacob Warren and Cooper Mays if I had trouble dealing with them on a weekly basis? No, they're always like right there, ready to go. Do they tell me stuff sometimes about what's going on around the program that I'm not going to share? Yes, but it's always positive. I'm here telling you it's always positive. And that to me says something because I feel like those guys trust me and they would tell me if that wasn't the case. I told you that Nico was so was going to be so special. Have I been wrong on that? Hit the like and subscribe button and turn the notifications on and you can also spell. So it's a place to be, Caleb. Um, but uh, Tennessee, this to me is a huge impact. And I think I'm going to write a column comparing the Jordan Hurd uh, commitment to this. You mean the Lance Hurd commitment? Lance Hurd commitment. Why do I call him Jordan? 
Lance heard commitment uh, to George McIntyre because I think this almost makes a bigger statement of long-term recruiting. Yeah, this is a, you're right. This makes a huge statement. And for those asking why Nico didn't have that long-term effect, Nico committed when Tennessee was coming off a seven and six year. And Dave, you can attest to this. They were still under NCAA investigation when Nico committed. And in and, all fairness, it's not a prospect's responsibility to recruit for the school. He was also playing volleyball, which was very important to him. He was he could have gone and got played volleyball anywhere in the nation. Go ahead. Right. No, that's true. But what George does, which, by the way, that explains why he's so fluid as a runner. <laughs> you know, he's very light on his feet, Nico. Um, what George mm -hmm. can do, though, and this is a big one. You don't think the whole state of high school football players knows about George McIntyre? You don't think everybody from from Johnson city to Memphis is familiar with him to a certain degree because of them at the high school level. And you don't think all those elite recruits are kind of a little wide eyed now and saying, Oh, I'd love to go play with him in Knoxville. You don't think this is going to help Tennessee build close some borders around the state a little more. Cause I think it will. Well, let's talk way. about that because the discussion is coming up. Um, the, the discussion is coming up on our message board where his rankings are. Uh, Trevor, it's nice enough to say something. I really appreciate this. Dave and Caleb are the best covering UT right now, and I'll listen to everyone, get honest takes uh, where other platforms only uh, take other party lines and are pure homers. So thank you. That's very nice of you to say. And we're one of the crew, but we take pride in what we do. All right, let's get to the rankings because there's a, a discussion on the rankings that maybe 247 – uh, dropped McIntyre because that's wrong. Composite okay. still has him as a five star. Okay. Okay. So he's two four seven individually as I'm at four. Okay. So let's get the rankings across the board. And I know that, you know, for working from ESPN that they might not have theirs up yet because they only have a couple of analysts, whereas these other places have hundreds. So what rankings can you give me across the board? So it's weird. On the individual services across the board, he is a four-star on ESPN, a four-star on Rivals, and a four-star on 247 Sports, funny enough. I know that's kind of wild to say, and a four-star on On3. However, the composite altogether actually ends up leading to him being a five-star for 247 Sports composite, which does throw me off a little bit how that happened. But I guess they have different methodology when they add everything together. I have and, come across those as well with the composite where it doesn't seem to add up. So it, you're okay for being a little confused because it's probably happened a dozen times over my career since 247 came into being. Yeah. And for those wondering, guys, they're not going to – 247 specifically has one of the strongest Tennessee presences. They're not going to drop a rating because he committed to Tennessee. That's not going to happen at 247. If it, 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 it's the reverse for Tennessee. If you guys really think 247 has an agenda against Tennessee, you're delusional. That's one of the top Tennessee sites possible. It is. And, and th the same could be said for uh, you know our, our friends, uh, uh, Brent Hubs and the guys at On3 now who were with Rivals. Um, I think that they, they're, they're never going to drop. As a matter of fact, I don't know that these guys individually, and I know the Ryan Callahan's of the world at 247, they wouldn't do this individually, I don't believe. But could a guy up in a higher tier say, let's give him another star because he went to one of our top sites? Certainly. I think that was called the Alabama bump back in the day. And I think guys went from four and five stars because Alabama was so huge. So could that happen? Absolutely. There is no question that that could happen I believe with either one of those sites, but 
neither one of those sites are going to take away a star, Caleb, because that's a bread and butter. No, no, they're not going to take away a star whatsoever. So uh, they they will not hurt Tennessee. You may not think that you may think they're a little bit more accurate in helping them, but they're not going to hurt them. No, that 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 four star. I don't know where the four star comes from. I don't know why it's not a five star. Um, but he's borderline five star, with the exception of ESPN, which, as you pointed out, you throw out the window. I mean, the guy's got a 95 rating on on three, a 94 rating on two four seven, and between the two of them, then you, you got to think that that's so close to five star at that point. And he's six five and a half. The only thing I can maybe say is that a little bit thin right now, and maybe they're a little worried about his ability to run. But, um, but yeah, I I think well, that. It- but what I mean, I've got a six foot son. He weighs 140 pounds, 145, 150 pounds. He's gotten up to 165, I believe, before. I mean, other than me, I was a fat kid. Other than me, what what 17 year old that's athletic, which my son is, doesn't struggle to keep on weight? And by the way, McIntyre plays basketball, so he could be one of those guys much like Nico, that puts on weight easily. When you have a spring sport like volleyball or basketball uh, in Nico and McIntyre respectively, that's really, really difficult to put on weight. And I believe, though, as a whole, it makes you better, a uh, better competitor all around. Now, the question is, will McIntyre coming into his senior year be a midterm enrollee? My guess is yes. Um, and it, I would think that basketball might take a back seat but if it doesn't and he just wants to be an all-around competitor i'm not mad about that trust me i do not believe in specializing sports from the get i do not think that is a wise way to go so who's not light at 17 years old coming into the sec who's not light well what quarterback we see that's 240 pounds and no, that's a good point. And George McIntyre likely wouldn't start his, at the very least, his first year at Tennessee anyway. And another point that you want to that we want to bring up that we want to mention is that you bring up he plays basketball, guys. I've covered enough recruiting to know this, and Dave, you know this well as well. And this actually is a bigger problem in the South than it is out on the West Coast when they do judgments. I don't know why it is, but it is. If you don't go to the camps in the South, which a lot of times if you play another sport you can't go to the camps, recruiting services hold that against you. For those who don't remember, Trey Flowers was a three-star. And most experts said he would have been a high four-star had he not played baseball and skipped all the camps all four years he was in high school, which is stupid. But that recruiting services put a lot – I mean, you know this, Dave. They endorse those camps. This is a big thing for them, right, hosting those camps and things like that. And and if you're playing another sport, you can't go to the camps. And I think that's actually a huge reason that you saying he played basketball, that's probably a big reason that he's – that he's not a full-on five-star. Yep, I agree. Mark says, uh, sup, Dave and Caleb from Daily Listener. We appreciate that. Displaced ball in Charlotte, North Carolina. Go balls. We appreciate you being on board. Hit that like and subscribe button. So I just posted on the message board. You guys know I really like Nico. Now, I think Nico is uh, uh, a, a special generational player. But I really like McIntyre, too. I mean, I spent like an hour watching watching some film this morning. I I really, really like McIntyre. My question for you, I'm scared to go down this path because I don't want people to get too mad at me. That's never stopped me before, so here we go. If for whatever reason, Nico doesn't pan out 
if Nico decided that he was going to transfer tomorrow, which he's not going to do, but with Merklinger and McIntyre, wouldn't you still feel really, really good about Tennessee's quarterback situation? You'd have a yes. highly rated you'd have a highly rated guy coming in and another guy waiting behind him. That to me is almost as as big of a get as as getting Nico to sign the dotted line. Yeah, no, that's huge. It's a huge deal. Um, I think that I think this was what Hypel always wanted was no matter what season he's going into, he has two legitimate options at quarterback. And that's what he has now going into 2020. I don't here's I will say this though, Dave. He's never going to have three options at quarterback because I'll tell you what's going to happen. Fall December of this year, George McIntyre is likely to be an early enrollee, right? Yes. Yes. So December of this year, George McIntyre will show up. Berglinger is going to, similar to Taven Jackson last year, Berglinger is going to know pretty quickly if he's going to beat all George McIntyre for the job or not. And then then McIntyre and Merklinger goes, and that's just the way that college football is. Nowadays, you're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna be three deep at quarterback. <clears throat> you're not gonna have what was it? Uh Schaefer, Ainge, Clausen, three. Well, you had Rick Clausen. You didn't have okay. Schaefer. You had Sha- like no one was. I know, I know, no, no, no. Not to confuse everybody. Schaefer, Ainge, Rick Clausen. But those are three starting quarterbacks in the SEC. The last one is a little iffy. The last one was not a starting quarterback caliber, starting caliber quarterback in the SEC. But he did, but he did. I know that's a little sketchy. Tennessee Cider Company ain't sketchy. The original hard cider of the Smoky Mountains used the promo code HAT. That's HAT to receive some free swag with your cider order available almost anywhere in the United States of America. That's the exciting part. Now, at some point, if Josh Heupel does what I think he'll do, and that is be the coach at uh, Tennessee for the next decade, or at least have a 10-year run at Tennessee, and this would be year four, right? So I I at least, I think there might be a period where he has to get a fill-in quarterback because of the transfer portal and taking people away. But if if you're Josh Heupel, and at any point you have to pick up a quarterback in the transfer portal, how easy is that going to be? Nowadays, if you built something with a strong offensive line and a consistent defense, which I believe they're going to get to, gets a it gets a lot easier. Travis says Schaefer, Ainge, Rick Clausen aren't three legit starters, by the way. Fair yeah, enough. You got lit up for that one, Dave. But at, okay, but at the time getting into it, you thought they had three competent starters. Okay, and this is where we are now. One of these guys may prove not to be a competent starter. That was my point. Is going into that season. I thought they had three guys that could probably get get by or be. You really thought Rick Clawson was competent for the SEC? Nick Saban was one who even told him, like, you're not cut out for the SEC. And, yeah, that was a – I feel like they picked Rick Clawson because they wanted to get Jimmy, quite honestly. I feel like that's – Oh, no, no, no. Completely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, completely agree with that. Um, No question about that. So, uh, Tennessee picks up another commitment. Um, This is a just a monster pickup. Let's kind of recap, Caleb, if you can. Tennessee picks up Lance Hurd and Jackson Moy. So you're talking about what in a 24-hour period? How how much has Tennessee's football team changed? Well, none of this outside of Jackson Moy was unexpected. So I can't say it's changed much, but 
I think that, but it, okay, morale has changed. What this shows is that you know you have the, J Josh Heupel has the program rolling exactly how you hoped he would have it rolling by 2024. And I think that's a big deal in that regard. So that's where, that's where it's changed. Um, I was, I will be honest. I was shocked by Lance Hurd until about last week when we started to learn that the commitment was, was probably real and happening. Um, I still think Lance Hurd is the biggest of the three on this because of the impact of this year and Lance Hurd's impact this year makes him the biggest commitment of the three. Cause I think they could replace, not that they could replace, but there's always an elite quarterback somewhere. Um, Man, it's a five-star quarterback, though. When you've already got a five-star quarterback with three years. 2024 year, over 2020. Four, you have this four is years of eligibility. We know that Nico's not going to play four years. but This is, I covered recruiting too long, Dave Hooker. You forget about the, you, you don't see the forest where the trees, Dave, because you forget about the year in front of you because you're thinking about the year after. No, but this is a recruiting segment, though, isn't it? I know, but you got to think about what's more important, the transfer or the recruit. The transfer, because you already have Nico on the, in, the, in the system, is more important because you need 2024 to be that year.